put God first. Put God first in everything you do. Good day, brothers and sisters. I pray you're doing well. Always remember, God is great each and every day, each and every way. It's only man that falls short. All of these things that we see in the world that are happening is because of man's fallenness. And I'm talking about specific people. You're not guilty of that, so don't take on that burden to yourself. You are not a victim. You have strength. You are a child of God, born as a child of God. Now, how you go from there is up to you. But I want to play two clips. I hope you listen to Sunday's uh, episode. As it had a beautiful song in it from J.D. Sumner and the Stamp Quartets called Don't Blame It on Jesus. And I couldn't leave it there, but I didn't want to put too much on Sunday. So today, being the first of the week, I want you to start out the week the right way. I hope you do. Whatever you do, you do. I'm just encouraging you to start out the right way on the the right side of the world, on the way for righteous people. Be as God is. Because all these men out here, they can't tell you anything about any of this. They're guessing. These quote-unquote scientists, these intellects, these people are guessing based off of what somebody else educated them slash indoctrinated them to believe. Unless you have the Spirit of God, you don't understand it. Listen to this real quick and you'll understand what I'm saying. To fill in the story of the rest of the uh, beginning of the universe, God, spiritual matter, impact on material matter. Okay, so two questions. All right. Go ahead. All right, your question, where did God come from, assumes that you're thinking of the wrong, uh, obviously it displays that you're thinking of the wrong God, because the God of the Bible is not affected by time, space, or matter. If he's, if he's affected by time, space, or matter, he's not God. Time, space, and matter is what we call a continuum. All of them have to come into existence at the same instant, because if there were matter but no space, where would you put it? If there were matter and space but no time, when would you put it? You cannot have time, space, or matter independently. They have to come into existence simultaneously. The Bible answers that in ten words. In the beginning, there's time. God created the heaven, there's space, and the earth, there's matter. So you have time, space, matter created, a trinity of trinities there. Just you know, Time is past, present, future. Space has length, width, height. Matter has solid, liquid, gas. You have a trinity of trinities created instantaneously. And the God who created them has to be outside of them. If he's limited by time, he's not God. The guy who created this computer is not in the computer. He's not running around in there changing the numbers on the screen, okay? The God who created this universe is outside of the universe. He's above it, beyond it, in it, through it. He's, he's unaffected by it. So for... And the, the concept that a, of a spiritual uh, force cannot have any effect on a material body, well, then I guess you'd have to explain to me things like emotions and love and hatred and envy and jealousy and, and rationality. I mean, if your brain is just a random collection of chemicals that form by chance over billions of years, how on earth can you trust your own reasoning processes and the thoughts that you, you think? Okay? So, um, I, your, your question, where did God come from, is assuming a limited God, and that's your problem. The God that I worship is not limited by time, space, or matter. If I could fit the infinite God in my three-pound brain, he would not be worth worshiping, that's for certain. So that's the God that I worship. Thank you.
Hallelujah. That's the God that I worship too. When somebody tries to understand and, and explain to me about God, I just walk away from him because you have no understanding. But that man right there has a profound understanding about what God is, who God is. And he explained it so well, you may need to go back and listen to that a couple of times. But when we're talking about scientists and those types of people that are trying to do things, you know, I, I remember an I'll tell you an old joke right before I get into this young lady that just explains it so exact. But, you know, there was a, a scientist that came up to God and he said, hey, God, now I'm, I'm ready. You know, I can I can do as you do. I can create man just as you created, because we've been doing all this gene therapy and all this other stuff and this research, all this other chemistry and biology and blah, blah, blah. God said, OK, cool, let's do it. The scientist you know, started getting all of his ingredients and tools and all of this together. And God was just looking at him. And the scientist kept preparing and getting all this stuff together, trying to make it, you know, get his little journal book down and do all this stuff. And then God said, OK, you go ahead and go first. And the scientist said, OK, I'm ready to go. And he reached down and he grabbed some dirt and he started to put it in a, a beaker. And God said, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to start from a fair start. And the scientist said, of course. And God said, get your own dirt. So you may have to listen to that a couple of times, but you'll understand the profoundness of what God is. God is so profound, so powerful, so omnipresent, omniscient. That means everywhere at all times. So it's everywhere. Right now, as I'm speaking and recording this, God is here with me. I know that because I'm able to live. I'm able to experience. So the things that God has created, I am able to live because the things that God created, not just because of he created me, but because of the things that God created outside of me. That's how profound God is. You need to start thinking like this, brothers and sisters, because you will meet God one day when you die before your soul is left from your body. You're going to meet God. So if you don't know him, you better start asking for him. But let me I'm sidetracking. Let's stay focused. Listen to this young lady's explanation. It's going to be a revelation to you. Ever heard of the theory of general relativity? It's what Einstein is famous for. In his calculations, he started to realize that the universe was not eternal. It had a beginning. Now this leads us to the law of causality. Everything that came to be needs a cause. So Einstein clearly knew that if the universe had a beginning, it needed a cause. Let's go to the Big Bang Theory. There was no space, no time, and no matter before the Big Bang. The universe emerged out of nothingness. What does that mean? Since it's impossible for the universe to be able to create itself because it didn't exist in order to be able to create itself, nature and the universe itself was just a big effect that was caused by, what are we left with? An extremely powerful, extremely intelligent, precise, given the precision that our universe was created with, personal entity that is capable of existing outside of time, space, and matter. 
that can't be nothing but God. And for people that are like, okay, well, how do you know that it's like Christianity's God? There's only one God. But there's a very famous astronomer named Robert Jastrow. His credentials as a scientist are impeccable. Being agnostic, he's not even a Christian. He said that all of the essential elements of the Big Bang Theory line up with biblical creation. Because this is how God works. God speaks something and then science runs to catch up with what he said. Science doesn't create anything. Science studies creation. Let me just answer a question that I always get. Who created God? What I say? I said everything with a beginning. Everything that came to be needs a cause. God didn't come to be. God is eternal. The way a lot of people thought the universe was until science disproved it. So God doesn't need a cause or a creator. He is the cause. The universe is the effect. Don't just take my word for it. Go look into it for yourself. One more thing. Evidence is not a substitute for faith. Following God is not a matter of evidence or proof. It's a matter of the will. You have to want to do it. So you can have the peace that you're looking for. And if you don't want to make that choice, no amount of evidence is going to convince you to. You have to want to. Ooh. Young lady just explained it so well. Gave it great resources, gave great uh, explanation. And if you can't understand that, then it's your will and you need to adjust it. Stay tuned for more and go back in our archives of truth. The past podcast episodes is what we call the archives of truth as we only speak the truth here. We only provide the truth as the truth will make you, me, us free. Hallelujah. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies.